Welcome to the Banega Swasth India podcast. Our focus this season is one health, one planet, one future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because only a swasth bharat can be a sampann bharat. It is in our guts that we build the foundation of our health. In the human gut, there are meant to be thousands of varieties of bacteria, which is once biodiversity. It's these multiple strains of good bacteria that helps the gut break down food for absorption by the body. Better the absorption, better our nutrition, better our health. It's also this bacteria that helps fight off infection and inflammation. Now, with poor nutrition, bad diets, unhealthy food, and lifestyle, and also the antibiotics we take to fix our health and pollution and toxins, we have reduced the food bacteria in our guts. In fact, the incredible complexity of the gut and its importance to our overall health is a topic of increasing research in the medical community. Today, on this very special show, we are going to talk about how gut health impacts our own health. Joining us on the NDTV Detol Banega Swast India campaign special show, we have with us today Tapsi Panu, actor, and we have Munmun Ganeriwal. She's a nutritionist and a gut microbiome specialist. In fact, she combines traditional Indian foods, ancient Indian yogic practices, and Ayurveda principles with gut microbiota study. You've also re- recently written a book, Yuktahar, the Belly and the Brain Diet. Thank you so much, Tapsi and Munmun, for joining us on this very interesting conversation. Tapsi, I would like to start with you here. Whenever we talk about a great body, we, uh, you know, often talk about things that we are not supposed to eat. How important is inclusion of all kinds of food rather than actually depriving ourselves from eating something? What role does a good diet play in building a healthy body? See, for me, a good diet not just means that helps your body and supports the well-being of your body. It also means a diet that can be sustained. for a longer period of time that you are not bending backwards and forcing yourself and really killing yourself every day to uh, achieve and only when it happens that you are actually able to seamlessly get, introduce a diet in your life and continue it for a long periods is when that diet is actually the right diet for you i feel mm. so the the whole myth of depriving yourself of things cannot really go on for a very long time i feel it can't just you can't just have very very limited amount of food or the kind of food that you can have for and and do it for years it's just practically impossible i've not seen anyone who's been happily following it and if you're not really happy eating i really don't know how that food is going to help your body and mind so because the mind is equally important your gut health actually helps you uh have a better mental health as well so uh so i feel where there's uh, this this diet what uh, deprivation of any sort is concerned i don't believe in that i mm-hmm. thankfully got introduced to munmun who helped me uh strike right balance did not uh, make me give up on any kind of food that i love eating any kind when i mean any kind is any kind and that actually kept me happy from the inside and outside as well and uh, and today there, there are no like you know the hard burns when it comes to uh, you know eating the food where i have to like okay i can't eat this i'm forced to eat this and and i'm i've been able to sustain that diet for years now without any uh, you know the, the issues as to you know okay i can't take it anymore i feel like cravings of any sort yeah. don't believe in having craving so it's been going fine for me because i'm not depriving myself 
Munmun, you've been working on health, uh, you know, and nutrition for nearly two decades. How would you define health or actually being truly healthy? Um, thank you for having me, Ambika. So, uh, firstly, I would say that, you know, being truly healthy is not about being a certain body weight or a certain shape or a certain size. Uh, it is not even the absence of diseases as most people believe. Uh, the thing is that, you know, we have restricted good health to only to the physical aspect. Uh, but what, what, what we need to rather focus on is that the physical, the physiological and the psychological, all these life forces have to be in an equilibrium. When there is a balance between all these three aspects, only then we can, you know, uh, say that uh, we are in a state of good health. For instance, uh, let's take an example of somebody who is in great shape and, you know, perfect body weight as per uh, the person's height and so on and so forth. But what is the use if the person cannot wake up fresh in the morning or the person cannot, uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. doesn't feel that he is able to give his best in the work that he's doing. He's not able to perform to, the, his, to his peak potential mm -hmm. or the person is not feeling light or energetic at his feet or you, the person is not, you know, uh, feeling happy with the work that he's doing. There's, there's, there's no cheerfulness or exuberance in life in general. So would you be able to say that the person is truly healthy? I don't think so. Actually, you've really explained that well, Munmun Tapsi. I wanted to ask you, of course, you've been following Munmun's philosophy for over four years now. How did you start your journey with Munmun and how different is her approach to weight loss? Very different because when I reached out to her, actually, I got a very cute hamper once at home, which had this Vedic ghee, uh, kokum, uh, sharbat and you know, three, four very natural, basic things that we find. And usually being a celebrity we keep getting these uh, hampers for trial from various people of different brands so I saw all that and I and I consumed it pretty quick and I reached out uh, to her uh, number on that hamper asking I want more of this I'm liking this stuff that you've sent me so she's like no I don't I don't make all this I am a nutritionist who recommends these kind of things in the diet so that kind of interested me. Never before that I had ever taken up a nutritionist dietitian of any sort. So I thought, okay, someone who strongly believes in this and not certain exotic branded stuff, let, let me just try, you know, maybe this can be sustained for a longer time. So hence I uh, started my journey with Munmun. And there the problem was I inherit a very bad metabolism, uh, you know, due, due to the genes that I have from my parents my mother especially I inherit a very bad metabolism and people looking at me think oh yeah you look like this because uh, you know you, you can and I eat everything and people see me eating everything so they're like you must be like really burning it out well I said no I have to work harder in the gym I actually have to work double to burn all that that I'm I'm eating because my metabolism is not that good and because just to avoid that extra hard work, I have to cut down on things like gluten and lactose from my diet, which I feel, you know, didn't use, didn't suit me, caused a lot of bloating, a lot of water retention, just didn't make me feel, made me feel very acidic from inside because it, I just felt it's never digesting. It's just lying there in my body because of my uh, slow metabolism. And when I met Mumun, Mumun said, you know, we are first going to work on curing this. She's like, I'm not going to, end up giving you a diet plan which will never have dairy or gluten because these are essentials in controlled quantity in your diet you can't your body i want to first 
you know, make sure your body is in good shape. That's a part of the dietitian, you know, nutritionist, not to deprive you of things, but make sure your body heals and becomes good enough to consume these things and not like keep avoiding them for the rest of your life. So she worked in the first phase uh, on making sure that I have my body heals from the inside where I can take this gluten and lactose and uh, digest it well. So almost for one year, we worked on just healing my body from inside so it can uh, consume all this. And and then we started uh, consuming all the gluten, dairy, my lassi, my dahi. I'm a sardani born and brought up with paratha and dahi as my staple diet. And I had to give up all that because it just didn't used to digest in my body. And of course, I didn't like it. I felt deprived of it, which was obviously not a good feeling. And within that one year when my body healed today, even when I'm on that toughest of diet plans, parathas are a part of my diet. My atta might change. Uh, yeah. you know, it might be a jawar atta or a wheat atta. Now I eat wheat atta. Now I have dahi, lassi. These have become like staples in my diet plan now. Tapsi, you've played a scientist, a lawyer, a hockey player, a sharpshooter and so many other powerful roles in your career. If I ask you specifically about Rashmi Rocket, you know, to get an athletic body is not easy. It's very challenging. How has this way of living, you know, the traditional foods, yogic living helped you bring alive your characters on screen? Because this was a total transformation. It was a transformation for life. I will say, not just for this film. I'll, I'll say my lifestyle has changed totally. My body has changed upside down. I have never experienced myself so fit from inside. What I did in that one year, I was prepping up and shooting for Rashmi Rocket. I, I've never felt so uh, strong from the inside how I felt uh, in the last one year when I was prepping up for it. And one thing very interesting, you know, what, what me, Munmun and my trainers sat down together was like, we will not take anything that's not natural it might leave me with lesser results than what we expect out of me when I come on screen as a sprinter. I need to have certain kind of muscles. I might not achieve it 100%, but I will not go the shortcut way. We only have three to four months to prepare for this, but no no shortcut because then I have a life beyond one film. There, I can't just like do so much for a film that I'm never able to get back to the body that yes. I had before. Yeah. Uh, so that we were very clear of from day one. So Munmun didn't did not introduce any shortcut kind of uh, uh, you know things steroids of any sort or nothing. Everything was kept natural. At max, I took my basic vitamin uh, mineral supplements and I took my protein uh, plant based protein or a protein of uh, even animal based protein, but protein which is natural and not yeah. really chemical uh, of any sort so i we made sure that's all going to be very very natural it's going to be a harder process we were all in for it it will take more time more effort from my side so mm-hmm. but the good part was was because i was not taking anything that was chemical i was mentally also there being able to give my 100% i was not i wasn't deprived of things i none of my meals had uh, no carb disclaimer mm. of any sort from my breakfast yeah. lunch dinner everything had carbs because I was running I couldn't run if I didn't have carbs and carbs also really kept my uh, mental balance actually you know when you deprive yourself too much of carbs I feel your your mind just doesn't 
focus fully. So I had carbs in every meal, which was very shocking for everyone to see on set because I was had having dal bati churma. I because <laughs> because of the kind of meals that she had put me on and the kind of workout routine I was on, my body's metabolism became so high that it was digesting a lot of things that. people thought it's just difficult to digest so uh, so yeah so i had carbs in every meal and that transformed my body so much so that that you know i you can feel that the, that your body is clean from inside you you mm-hmm. can actually feel the difference yeah. people ask me okay why do you what do you uh, do for your skin or for for you know for the health to stay for your body to stay this athletic and don't i'm like i i'd make sure i don't do enough to damage it your body mm-hmm. actually has a capacity to digest everything that's natural available fresh yeah but but if you try to uh, you know, uh, play with it and have some processed stuff uh, it's going to obviously throw it back uh, at you you know in in ways and forms that you will not like so mm-hmm. so yeah it changed my body for good i feel that training for rashmi rocket munmun like tapsi was just telling us you know how you know your kind of the lifestyle the holistic way of approach has really helped her first of all congratulations on your book yuktahar the belly and brain diet in fact hippocrates has also said that you're only as healthy as your uh, you know as you digest your food all diseases do begin with the gut to start with the basics tell us about gut microbiome how does it affect our body just the basics because a lot of us don't know about this Of course, yeah. Of course, it's a very new term because uh, honestly, it's not new in the scientific circles. But unfortunately, uh, media and health professionals don't talk about it. The narrative around health is never built around a very important subject, which is the gut microbiome. So, what is the gut microbiome? It's uh, it's the collection of the trillions of microbes that live inside our gut, and uh, we we the body basically we are the host, and they are our resident guests, so to speak. and uh, they actually you know uh, dictate our metabolism they strengthen our immunity in a way we are sharing a very mutually rewarding relationship because uh, we give them a place to live mm-hmm. we give them food to eat because what we eat is what they eat and uh, so we give them food we give them a place to live and in turn they help us with our health if they feel that they are nourished if they feel that they are looked after yeah. then they will you know look after our body weights they will mm-hmm. um look after our mood uh, the way we feel the way we think or even the kind of personality we carry whether we are brave or whether we are fearful whether we are pessimistic optimistic all of these things are you know uh, dependent on the microbes the kind of microbes that we are harboring in our gut so that is something that i feel is very very interesting so definitely there is a connect between the gut and our overall health we, you know munmun tell us Munmun tell us that gut balance also has a profound effect on the brain. In fact, I was reading somewhere that more than 90% of the serotonin, you know, the hormone that makes us feel happy is produced in the gut. Tell us the connection, uh, you know, between gut health and brain health. Yes, Ambika, you're right. So the gut health and the brain health, it is you know scientifically established that they have a very very deep connect and you cannot you know overlook uh, one or the other when you're talking about brain health you've got to talk about the gut when you talk about the gut you will in evidently talk about the brain health as well um in the book with that i have written uh, here is the book so in the book that i have written uh, i have explained not one but three ways in which the gut health is connected to the brain health so serotonin aspect which you just spoke it's just one of those three but there are many other ways in which you know it's just scientifically established that there's such a strong connect that the gut is actually called the second brain 
um, the technical aspect of it honestly i feel that the viewers i uh, can just you know uh, read about it in the book that is there and i would rather take this opportunity to discuss about some other thing which is about the you know brain health and the mental health that we talk about in the society so uh, more recently we have started seeing a lot of discussion about anxiety depression stress mental health and mood disorders and so on and which is a great thing because uh, for i don't know how many decades we have been brushing this very important topic under the carpet and it's it's a great thing that we are bringing it out but there is something that is still missing from these discussions and i would rather take this opportunity to highlight that sure uh, we are still forgetting that uh, physiology can drive psychology in public consciousness depression etc is still treated exclusively as a mental health disorder yeah. whereas any other symptom like say an acidity is regarded as a sole digestive health problem okay whereas in reality depression can be the result of an unhappy gut and acidity can have links with the kind of stresses a person is facing day to day the stresses a person face can give acidity to the person so what i'm trying to just highlight is that our mental health and our physical health is so closely connected to each other and uh, unfortunately what we have done is that we have created this rigid boundaries between them and it's high time we blur those boundaries because until and unless we blur those boundaries we cannot bring the right people uh, the right experts into the scene who can create a holistic treatment for the uh, client or for the patient Mm-hmm. so um, that is uh, one aspect i think that we need to talk about and if we talk about this then certainly the gut microbes uh, need to be uh, you know getting the limelight because uh, for the last 30 years you will agree that you know what we have therapeutically to deal with all these brain health issues is medication and counseling which are great things i am not saying that they should not be a part of the treatment but they are definitely not uh, you know sufficient enough Yeah. because otherwise you know depression would not have become the mental crisis it has but it would not have become the crisis it has become today yes. so uh, that is why i do feel that uh, you know we need to bring a little more holistic uh, approach to the mental health problems and we need to look at the other aspects which is the uh, microbiome and the microbes that are living inside us i think and like you said we need to look at this aspect but most importantly munmun and tapsi what we really need to do is spread awareness about this you know the connection uh, tapsi like munmun just explained us this whole connect we've understood that physical mental and emotional health are all key for us and they're interdependent mental health of course is a huge challenge and covid is just making it tougher what are your thoughts on that tapsi i think with the times that we are living in the anxiety uh, the the whole covid situation has just added on to it our fast paced lives in people of my age in younger going through mental disorders has increased exponentially in last couple of years and on top of that the instagram generation that we have where everything is about how you're looking you know how what people feel about the way you look and if you fit into that uh, you know the small Uh, scale of this is good which is such a tiny scale thanks to the the visual uh, social media medium that we have right now mm-hmm. it's just making life tougher and tougher and just to achieve that validation from everyone we are giving up on the validation we have to give to ourselves that we are fine you know we are giving priority to the validation of everyone else around us the number of likes the number of comments the number of people who you know like what we how we look like the 
that validation has become so much more important than how you actually feel about yourself mm-hmm. validity of your own self that you are feeling fine you are feeling happy so i think the the priorities have changed very drastically so uh, if you i feel if you're happy from inside you are yourself happy mentally it will reflect on your outside and then it will not really matter how you fit, fit, fit in that template instagram picture or template yeah. visual of the way you look uh, i i've never been the thin petite size zero or you know that really small framed person hmm. Hmm. and i really struggled in the beginning thinking that i should become one and i really starved at times and you know really worked hard extreme in extreme situations where i could damage my body uh, hoping that i should look like that which used to affect me mentally because yeah. if you're not reaching that stage which if you're not reaching that goal that you've set yourself it's going to affect you mentally and you're going to keep yourself away from all the cravings and the things that you really like which is going to impact you mentally even more Yes. so all this is so interrelated that i feel that if you're feeling fit and healthy from inside is going to reflect in the way you're going to be from the outside so mm. gut health really affects your uh, mental health directly munmun i would like to start with you here today there is more knowledge about health than ever before so many things new diets whether it's gluten free dairy free fat free there's a lot of confusion on diets what to eat what not to eat the book also talks about the myths so could you share some of those with with us which might help our viewers yeah of course the book talks about uh, in fact i try to cover a lot of myths because uh, uh, you know as somebody who's working since uh, almost 20 years now i find it very amusing that uh, you know we we talk about diet and nutrition so loosely uh, you know we talk about things that that have no uh, relevant uh, scientific uh, uh, grounding so we, i have tried to, to cover a lot of these uh, myths in the book uh one of them is uh, you know the high protein and the low carb diet so anybody who's wanting to have a good body uh anybody who's wanting to have a good uh, athletic physique or a tight toned body feels that you know this is the go to diet uh like tapsi just mentioned that you know none of these uh, diets was used she never she was never on a low carb diet or she was never on these high protein bars and stuff uh as far as you know getting her into the shape of an athlete was concerned for the movie rashmi rocket so uh, this is one of the myths that i have addressed in the book hmm. uh then the other myth is where you know people feel that you know going vegan is the only way that we can save the planet so that is another myth that i have addressed so i have completely nothing against people who are going vegan to each his own i say but then uh, you know if you are going vegan thinking that you know i care for the animal life and this is going to change the face of the planet then then that is something that you're thinking wrong and that is what i've exactly addressed in the book uh i've also spoken about intermittent fasting uh, where people uh, you know a lot of people and experts uh, you know so called experts come and say that intermittent fasting is the ancient way and our ancestors have always used uh, fasting as a way to detox and cleanse the body uh, again there is no uh, scientific fact if you really look into all our yogic textbooks and all the spiritual textbooks you will find that the aim of fasting was very different in what a intermittent fasting promotes so there is no such similarity at all so uh, yeah these are some of the myths that i have addressed in the book 
So a lot for us to actually learn from and what you said about intermittent fasting, actually absolutely right. You know, some days like, oh, we do it for 12 hours and then it actually becomes like, okay, 15 hours, 18 hours. So that's interesting. Tapsi, you yourself have written the foreword for the book. How do you think it may help others getting an insight on healthy eating and improving gut health? Also, do share some tips with us which may have helped you and might help others as well. One big tip that I would really want to share, which when I tell people in person since the time I know Munmun, and their eyes just widen up and they're raising their eyebrows at me. is like, please have carbs. Please, please mm. don't deprive yourself of rice. This is our staple. They are just moving into the quinoa zone and, you know, all these exotic stuff. When we See, your food should be proportional or, you know, the kind of food you're eating should be proportional to the kind of place you are living. You're, you're, you're living yeah. in the tropical zone or the temperate zone or a colder region. Your body is going to react accordingly what you've been grown up eating. So you can't just suddenly switch your diet to drastically something that you've never had in your life and feel, okay, now my body is going to react well to it. You will never know because your body is never used to that kind of food. So it just might not suit your body because it didn't, it, it was not made to uh, digest all that. So uh, the, the, the carbs, because when I go to work, a lot of my co-actors and people who I see there having like, okay, I'm not going to have rice. I'm going to only have grilled and, you know, roasted and all of that kind of stuff. And I, and I'm the one eating with my rice and roti there in front of me with dal sabji and all and saying, you know, this is my diet. This yeah. is a part of my diet plan. And I really want to tell everyone, please don't hate carbs. Please, they are very important for your uh, energy, mental energy and physical energy. Have the right kind of carbs. The ones that are available fresh in the area you are staying in. Just because it's too local doesn't mean it's too like... Uh, below your standard to have suddenly mm. when America will approve of uh, ghee we will call ghee a superfood but before that yes. we kept saying like oh roti without a ghee huh? we should not have ghee with roti but suddenly now America makes it a superfood so now we love we want to put ghee in our coffee also now yeah like, like, like just, it's the like is the haldi dood, right? The ter- turmeric latte. Yeah, it's turmeric become, latte. Yeah, Suddenly, haldi dood has become turmeric. So only why do we seek validation from abroad when we have such good science in our country, what we, the kind of uh, food that's grown here. So just embrace and accept the local homegrown stuff because that's what your body is made to consume. Munmun, I was going through the book, you know, food, exercise, sleep and neural retraining is what you've spoken about. We do know the first three. Can you tell us a little bit about neural retraining? Yeah, because I'm so happy you asked me this question. So neural retraining is is no rocket science. It's simply rewiring of the brain so as to, you know, break the old patterns of thought process. And uh, so that the person can choose to actually respond differently to a situation. Now, if you're thinking that what it is doing in a lifestyle book or in a diet book, then let me tell you that neural retraining is a very, very important aspect that we work on with our clients in our office because uh, I firmly believe that just food, exercise and sleep is not going to help a person uh, get into a state of good health uh, because, uh, you know, you can give a damn good uh, you know diet plan to a person. You can give a fantastic exercise routine. You can tell all the sleep hygiene tips to a person. But if the person has lost his peace of mind, if the person is anxious, frustrated, or, uh, you know, just um, just not uh, feeling good about himself, that person is not going to wake up in the morning and follow the fitness routine or is not going to, you know, stick to the diet routine. Mm-hmm. 
so addressing a person's emotional health is extremely important if we want him to even excel in the other three do- domains which yes. is uh, you know the food exercise and sleep yeah. so uh, that is what is neural retraining and it's no rocket science basically mm-hmm. what we do is that we just work on the uh, person's uh, uh, way of uh, re- uh, you know a person can respond to a situation or a person can react to a situation so that is the difference uh you know uh, and uh, if a person starts responding to a situation rather than reacting he or she will feel that he's in much better control of the situation he doesn't feel that he's getting off the wagon as far as his diet and fitness is concerned hmm. and it brings a, tre- a tremendous uh, change and how we actually apply this is just through yogic practices of deep breathing and meditation Yes yeah, so that's again something which a lot of people have started doing and especially even you know because of covid of course you know yoga is something a lot of people have taken to tapsi tell us for a screen role as a celebrity how challenging is it to lose or even put on those extra pounds Hmm. In fact that's interesting what we were discussing but if i talk about a screen role as a celebrity you know people look up to you how challenging is it for for you to lose or even put on those extra pounds if a role demands it you know uh that's a very tricky question because uh i am not very sure if i'm prepared to put on weight uh, uh and drastic amount of weight uh for a film uh little bit i can understand but drastic amounts i'm not very sure because you know after a certain age uh your what your body the, the the ways in which obesity affects your body is going to be different it's not in your you know teenagers or early 20s where the even if you get obese and you know in like in a year or two you can get back to a good healthy functioning body obesity affects you in a different way with a uh, rising age so i'm not very sure if i am ready to get obese for a role because that will really damage my body for long term and will not get give me my body back the way it is right now yeah but changing it a little bit here and there like i have to build muscles for it which is not really usable for my daily work i i don't need to have all those kind of big muscles so i did get that and then lost that when i had to come back to regular i can go thinner if the role requires i can stay the way i am so i need to be in that sweet spot where i can you know go either way but there's only one no go for me that i wouldn't want to go the obese way because i don't know how the, i've seen a lot of co-actors of mine who have done that and the, obviously i mean they they they've taken up the challenge and they did it quite well but the kind of problems that they tell me like bhumi uh, put on weight and i know i have spoken to her how what her body went through prateek gandhi i'm working with him right now he put on weight for scam so the kind of repercussions it has on your body are irreversible yeah so i definitely wouldn't want to go the obese way but yeah other than that i'm in that sweet spot that i can actually go mm. either way with my body and you won't want to also play with your body like you rightly said right yeah so. as i said i have life beyond films and i'm yes. very mindful of that Munmun you were telling us you know when Tapsi has been saying that you know she has not left her carbs but we often hear that one follows a diligent routine a diet you know perfect timing exercise but the weight loss just doesn't happen why is that so because a lot of people struggle with that and you've also written about the three Rs in the book which is right quantity right quality and right time that's something Tapsi has spoken about but if i ask you as an expert what put your thoughts be on that So uh, Ambika I would say these are two questions if a person is really trying hard to lose weight and there is no change in the person's uh, weight or uh, body size or health status 
then it is simply it can be because the person is uh, having a lot of inflammatory molecules there's a lot of inflammation and therefore the person first needs to clear out the inflammation uh, only then uh, you know whatever the person is eating even if the person is trying hard with all the superfoods that he knows about it's not going to benefit until and unless that inflammation is cleared out so that is why the book is actually a three phase program where there's a phase 1 phase 2 and phase 3 and the viewers will actually have to read the book to understand what these phases are but in phase 1 actually uh, we do uh, uh, aim to clear that inflammation and then that weight loss you know starts happening in phase 2 and phase 1 onwards in fact so uh, that is one part the other part is about the three r's which you rightly said is uh, very very important yes. Uh, the right quality the right quantity and the right timing hmm. uh, the thing is that you know people often get confused uh, as to what a healthy food is like you yeah. know there's a lot of junk in this guys i would say because uh, for example there's so much of gluten free stuff in the market right so all the supermarkets and everything is like filled up with all the gluten free stuff there's gluten free cakes and muffins and breads and what not and people feel that you know if i am um uh, wanting to get healthy now it's my new year resolution so let me pick up this gluten free stuff and you know i'm going to uh, be better and definitely my health is going to be better but it doesn't happen that way uh, simply because you know the, those breads which are there or all the gluten free stuff which is there hmm. they are so filled up with all the modified uh, starches whether yeah. it's a potato starch or a you know corn starch there's hmm. so much of inflammatory sugars and there's so much of uh stabilizers and chemicals basically that makes it so ultra processed that it's more harmful than a uh, you regular, know gluten free yeah. yeah regular bread that you would have and that is where the right quality comes into the picture where i have tried to explain in the book to the readers that you know uh, uh, good food is not about paying more money it's not about going to an expensive fancy uh, store and buying uh, things but it is just about uh selecting food which uh, doesn't have any of these chemicals which doesn't have any of these uh, ultra processed ingredients yeah. uh even for example there's so much of almond milk and cashew milk out there cartons filled up in the stores but they all have these additive which is called carrageenan mm-hmm. and this carrageenan you won't believe is so toxic that it's actually uh, said to be carcinogenic which means that yes. it can uh, uh, give you cancer yes. but when we pick up a carton of almond milk we never think of it like that we think that you know we are we are taking a healthy step yeah. so so these are the things uh, that that you know i was talking about in the book when we talk about right quality that you know this is uh, yeah. the right quality is not this but the right mm-hmm. quality is about uh, you know eating food which is free of chemicals and basically yeah. identifying i think that is a very important point that uh, uh, the people uh, at large need to learn how they can identify how they can sort the good from the bad because the yeah. market is such that it can really confuse people Yes, so you need to know what really works for you. In fact, that's what very interesting. What Tapsi was exactly saying, right? Eat local, eat the things which are available, like our Indian superfoods, whether it's ghee, whether it's turmeric milk. We were talking about, you know, the haldi dud, our old time, you know, which our grandparents, great forefathers used to have it, which is now called the turmeric latte. So, Tapsi, why don't you tell us what Munmun was just telling us? So, we don't know what really is working for us. So, how does one bridge the gap of knowing and doing something? When it is uh in sync with your regular kind of diet when it's not a drastic 180 degree shift in the kind of diet because you know what munmun did when she she started working with me she asked me to pen down my 3 days diet what i have usually which is you know what under no dietary restrictions what will i have for 3 days 
and then she went through it and she made sure that she doesn't make a drastic change in things so that it's more doable so we so it's more easily incorporated in your diet so that is the key when you know it you know it i have so many cousins of mine you know being in the film industry who were like oh you tell me now how to lose weight but yeah. you know you you i this has been i tell them and then they don't really follow it so then what's the point of me uh, telling you when it's not even a dr- all i tell them is please eat your food in time please don't overstuff yourself have 70% of your eating capacity for every meal eat after every 2 hours and make sure your last meal is done max by 7 in the evening that's all i tell them to do and even that is difficult for them so if this is also difficult for you then you really don't love yourself and love your body you don't you're not ready to make that change then this is as basic as it gets so so yeah so it's it should be closest to your kind of food that you eat then it will be maintained uh, for a longer time Munmun just a last question on why are we seeing more illnesses around you know diseases that were rare till a few decades ago are common today is it because uh, medical has advanced more diagnosis or uh, is it because of the kind of lifestyle one is really living we also see mental health uh, issues are more the future generation what are we really leaving for them yeah that's a very very you know profound question i would say ambika because uh, you know we simply have more diseases like a 10 year old today you can see a 10 year old with a gluten uh, intolerance yeah. you can see a 12 year old with a, a mental health uh, issue so these are things that uh, our grandparents could not have even heard of like these were things that even in uh, like my parents have never heard of these things they, they didn't even know what a gluten allergy is so we are seeing new diseases uh and uh, the reason is simply because you know the collection of microbes that i'm inheriting from my parents mm. is much lesser today so basically the uh, uh good health is synonym to the strength the diversity and the number of microbes that we carry in our gut right and the number and the strength and the diversity of microbes that i'm carrying today is much lesser than what my parents are carrying yes. and even much lesser than what my grand, uh, than what my grandparents had mm. and much much lesser than what my great grandparents had yes. so what i'm trying to say is that with each successive generation what is happening is that we are losing this microbial richness yeah. we are losing this microbial diversity and that is why we see the newer generations being yeah. more affected because uh, uh, their microbial richness is so low they are so mm. poor on it that they don't have this uh, amazing immune defense that we have or that our ancestors had and that is why they you know we see more of these diseases uh, today which were never heard of before okay that that's really well explained munmun tapsi you too believe that a healthy gut is the foundation of good health we've been talking about it coming to the immunity aspect we know that our immunity system is what you know is what is maintained uh, keeps us healthy actually let's put it that way you have worked on your gut health for a few years now from giving up dairy products to actually start eating everything how did it work for you it goes a long way it goes a very long way it helps you mentally it helps you physically it builds your immunity helps you fight a lot of diseases you know i've um since that time i've been taking care of my gut health such would so far i have not had covid um you know i've traveled to a lot of countries since the time we had covid in our lives i've been shoot i've shot for some six seven films since the time i've had uh, the covid came into our lives uh, we've been maintaining our precautions and all almost everyone i know around uh, has has got covid uh, but thankfully you know i did not 
I don't know uh, who, what all the credit goes to so far, but it has been, uh, I think my body has fought the kind of uh, infections that could have probably affected me so far. I feel maybe I'll get it in the future. You never know, never say never. Uh, but yeah, so far I've been able to dodge it and fight whatever minor infections that I could have gotten. So I think uh, maybe a part of the credit goes to the fact that I have built up built good gut health lately in the last couple of years that helped me stay away from all this. And during these kind of tough times, helped me sail through it mentally, uh, mm. not to get really anxious and uh, have mental issues, mental imbalances to deal with the times that we are living in. Thank you so much, Tapsi and Munmun, for joining us today in this very interesting and educative conversation. So a healthy gut means you have a stronger immune system, a better mood, effective digestion that's free of discomfort and a healthy brain and heart. The gut plays a huge role in the health and well-being of our bodies. While much is still unknown about the microbiome, let us follow a healthy diet and lifestyle because if it's good for you, it's definitely good for your gut. That's it on the Banika Swast India podcast this week. If you have any comments, queries or suggestions on the topic we discussed today, or issues you would like us to cover in future write to us on bsi podcast at the rate ndtv.com remember bsi stands for banega swast india you can also connect with us on the banega swast india handles on facebook twitter and instagram and continue this conversation through the week till next week this is ambika singh kama signing off stay healthy and stay safe